0: Hello. Hi there. We are Filthy and Arcadian Lady and this is episode fifty nine of Incompletely Articulate.
1: I'm sure you know by now that Incompletely Articulate is a podcast in which each of us will perform for you a poem that we've written in the last week or so. Which is going first, what you got for us, mate?
0: Okay. Um I don't really know what to say about this in advance of doing it, so I think I'll just do it and then we can discuss it afterwards. Magic. Okay. I need you to get here. These conversations are too draining. I'm exhausted before we've even said hello. All the things left unsaid, still left to say, circling round my mind an endless Facebook message of I miss you," and of course I still love you. Why does writing I love you cause me to weep? Because I miss how you sound when you say it out loud. I have forgotten your voice, how it touches my ears and how your hand feels in mine. I weep because one day I fear You will call my name and I will look around for a face I think I do not know. Of course I need you to get here. To finally be all types of close to me. Tapped out letters replaced with the hum of a human voice. I will wait for you. I will wait the months out. Tick them off like Facebook messages seen. But my God, I need you to get here. I need you to get to me.
1: LDR is hard man.
0: Yeah, it's really tough. That, that's,
1: you know, the, that just screamed that, the whole
0: way through. Yeah. It's been, yeah, the last sort of month or so has been particularly hard because we sort of worked out that, like, we've only been together like three months before we moved away, and now it's been nearly a year, so that's a lot of months of travelling and talking on the phone. And it's harder than it seems in films when it all works out happily at the end. But I'm still waiting for that. I still think it will. It's just, it's not. When it's in your life, it's not a montage scene of people crying on the phone and missing each other. It's just actual drawn-out months of that. In
1: many ways, the montage has fooled us.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, it makes trying on outfits seem...
0: Oh, that's my favourite montage, yeah. (laughs) When they come out of one and they're like, this one? They're like, no. (laughs) And then the next one. And it's always a great soundtrack.
1: Yeah, it's a trope. It's a a wonderful trope, but trying on clothes is a pain.
0: I just buy them, bring them home, try them on and then forget to return them when they don't fit. Because I just, I don't want to spend my life in a sweaty changing room.
1: That seems to have been something of a digression. Uh, There was lots of nice uh, repetition in it, not just of your, like your hook line, but lots of other bits of stuff that kept creeping back on itself. And was that kind of deliberate or was that just sort of the way it fell out of you?
0: Um, I think I noticed that a couple of things sort of, not necessarily even words, but like ideas were sort of repeating themselves. And then I sort of, when I did a second draft, then I sort of tried to make them, shape them more deliberately. So they sort of appeared, but then I sort of thought I could just leave it like that or you I could try to sculpt it slightly. More, yeah. yeah, It's not very rhymy this week. I don't think there was any rhymes, but I thought it was all right.
1: You're not seven. That's not what poetry is. <laughs>
0: That's true. Although sometimes I do still think it is a bit... I just go, I could just be like... If I just didn't leave, like, a new line in between each thing, if I just wrote that out in sentences, it could just be, like, the beginning of just a really sad bit of prose. I think now we're
1: getting a bit metatextual, aren't we? I think um, I think sometimes the boundary area between poetry and prose isn't as clear-cut as some people would like to think it is.
0: I would agree with that. So will you go on to yours? Come on then. Do you want to tell us about it in advance, or do you want to just jump
1: in? Uh, I went to visit my friends in Oxford the other night. It's a bit of a schlep for the night, but, you know. And um, then there was this. I took a wrong turn in a strange town, and I didn't even know I didn't know, because I didn't know how to distinguish it from the way I was supposed to go. I took a wrong turn in a strange town and by the time I knew that for sure it was too late to turn and find my way back to the route I was on before. I took a wrong turn in a strange town. No, actually that's wrong, I missed the place I was supposed to turn and blithely carried on. I took a wrong turn in a strange town and I didn't know where I was but I reassessed and I guessed and I turned and I kept on moving on because When you know the destination, why would you stay? There's a growing sense of panic as you learn you've gone astray and you're fighting back each teardrop as your beast comes out to play and you want to talk yourself down but can't find the words to say. But if you don't fight, you've lost. So what the hey, for each specific target, you can hit it myriad ways. Point yourself in the right direction. You might just end up okay. All my life, I've been taking the wrong way round. Like when I took a wrong turn in a strange town.
0: Cool. I really, I like the, um, I think you called it the bridge before, when the rhythm changed slightly. I think that was probably my favourite bit.
1: Yeah, because like everything I write, well, not everything, like so much of what I write, it's kind of allegorical.
0: Explain that a bit more.
1: Sorry, uh, an allegory is like a parable where everything lines up with something. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, and so I didn't know how to imply that heavily enough. In the structure that I was doing. Mm hmm So that's sort of the point where it becomes clear that as well as true, it's a metaphor. Yeah. For where you're going in a vaguer, broader sense than that.
0: Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird because it doesn't... Well, I suppose it does speed up slightly because it's not like your delivery of it speeds up so much as there aren't the the stanza breaks that there are earlier on, so it comes across as fast, so it's kind of almost like a building sensation, which really works before your final stanza where you actually sort of lock it down before the end. Up. Is there anything else you'd like no. to add about your thing?
1: And it's weird, because I've been up to see them a few times now, but literally, the only bit of that town I know is the bit between where I get off the bus and where they live. Right. It's like a... 20-minute walk, normally a bit longer because I've got my huge saxophone with me. As soon as you stray from that a bit, you sort of still know roughly where you're headed and you yeah, think, you if I, I go this way, but... it still must be close. But
0: but I always get really overwhelmed whenever I imagine, like, how many roads there are that I don't know. Because I sort of think, like, okay, so say, like, the area we live in, I sort of think I know this area pretty well, just from, like, walking around to bus stops and various friends' houses and stuff. But, yeah, I can just take, like, the wrong the wrong turning or just think, oh, if I go down here then I'll get there a bit sooner and stuff and then I can end up somewhere completely different and, yeah, just panic that this area that I thought I knew really well, even not even one where I just go and visit, one where I live, and I was like, oh, I'm completely lost now.
1: Well, I used to have this thing, I might have written a poem about it once, where, like, I kind of think that our city, collectively, is an island, but... Each individual person's city is an archipelago
0: What's an archipelago?
1: Lots of little islands bundled together Okay So the London that you know isn't all of London It's all these tiny little bits Yeah Some of which stitch together and some of which are sort of a train ride away from each other Or places you've ended up via other places at some point
0: Yeah, it's completely true Yeah 'Cause I still know Chiswick really well. <laughs> Chiswick High Road, I just know really well, but I haven't been there in years. And it's like yeah, like the other side of London to like when I'm walking around Croydon and I know where everything is.
1: Yeah, and then so there's those magical times when you you get lost but you keep going and you end up somewhere you know and you've it's like you've built a bridge, you've made another connection between two bits that were quite disparate in your mind before.
0: Yeah, so little, little, sort of those little islands are sort of becoming more and more connected as you go through.
1: Yeah. And I suspect for people who do a lot more travelling and go around bits of the world, then they have a similar map with much bigger gaps.
0: Yeah, much bigger journeys between places and... Yeah. That's true. I suppose how much of a place do you have to Consider that you know quite well, even independently, before you can say you sort of know it. So say you've been travelling around, like, South America or something, um, like, a few times, and you've been to, sort of various places, and some of them maybe more than once. Before you can say that you sort of know South America, like, how much... So it just depends on the little islands that are part of your South America.
1: Yeah, like, there's probably two dozen streets in East Berlin. I think I could still find my way around now. <laughs> Having been there once, yeah. ages ago, but whether I could get myself to any of those streets...
0: Mm-hmm. You need to be sort of picked up and dropped there, and then make your way back in <laughs> <laughs> nothing for, like, just a pair of pants with no no money. That's like left Side of Puzzle, I've seen, where they have to do that. That's gone off topic, sorry.
1: Topics are overrated.
0: Why we do not have any... <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was that was one of the original rules, wasn't it, for the podcast? We're like, we're not having themes. Yeah. Except when we have theme specials.
0: Yeah, but that's yeah, We wanted it to just be like a whole thing with a theme or no theme. Yeah. Not because we're black and white thinkers or anything.
1: No, but because you know, doing something half-assed always comes across our path. But we put our whole ass into this podcast.
0: I was just about to say that. Right, we're gonna leave you to it now because we started babbling. But before we go, we will let you know where you can find us and our somewhat extensive Nailback catalogue. So if you want to subscribe to us on iTunes then you do a search for Incompletely Articulate and then we will upload each new episode so you will not have to go looking for it
1: and you can subscribe and review and rate and all those things that people on iTunes do yeah
0: I think it's like a five star system and a paragraph of your views and we would love that
1: if like me you avoid such things like the play you can still listen to our entire back catalogue for example on the SoundCloud we hosted by Penareal Tea to whom we're always grateful
0: you can follow us on Twitter which is at Incompletely Art and we post up like the links to everything so you can choose where you want to listen to us
1: or longer and or borrowed things on the tumblers incompletelyarticulate.tumblr.com
0: yes where you get to see what we choose to reblog so that's always
1: fun what we'll missed out facebook thumbs on that
0: yeah put a thumb on us on facebook and yeah just come and say hi on any of the social media we have mentioned we would love to hear from you because because we will speak to you next week bye on that Full O ass. <laughs>